Hey, all you intrepid architects out there. If you believe design can change the world, then you've found your humans here on this show, Architecting. My name is Angela Mazzi, and I'm an architect and career coach who's figured out how to live my passion while claiming a successful architecture career and lifestyle. This show is about the architect as a person and will help you bypass the status quo traps in our profession while teaching you how to make an impact in your career. We need to stand in our power as architects and use our skills to make great places. If you're with me, let's get architecting. Morning, bright lights. Angela here, and welcome to this episode of Architecting, the show where we get real about the architecture lifestyle and how to be your best self. So, I'm coming to you today after spending a wonderful weekend in Chicago for a family wedding, experiencing the city. I even had the amazing opportunity to meet up with my Chicago-based co-host of the Architects as Healers, Buildings as Medicine Room on Clubhouse. So we are there every Monday morning. Check us out. We have amazing guests every single time, and we explore all kinds of issues from lighting and sound to social justice to research and the user experience and how the brain processes space everything to give you that full spectrum view of how buildings can be medicine. I've been really exploring this lately. Um, It's an issue I've certainly devoted my whole career to, but in more recent months, as I looked at the synthesis between the work I do as an architect, the work I do as a feng shui practitioner, why I created architecting and it's so important that we support one another in doing good work, doing mission-driven work, I really kind of got this hit that I'm not an architect. I'm a space shaman. Now, legally, the term architect means something and it's important to use that word and use it correctly because i am a licensed architect in two states i have multiple certifications so i've kind of checked the boxes proven myself in legal terms in the profession but we actually get to what i do i am a space shaman i diagnose that's the research part And I try to heal through the design. A lot of the work I do is typically referred to as medical planning, which is not a legal term, but is a term commonly used in healthcare design industry. People know what it means. But the more I think about the role I play on projects, To call me a planner is such a misnomer because, first of all, it gives me a much more narrow channel than what I actually do. But planner implies that you are figuring it out, that you know the answers, that you are logically putting it together, and that there's a defined outcome. When, as we all know, as you work with clients, you are going on a journey with them. And so I got this hit this weekend that I'm really a discoverer, not a planner. And 
I love that term so much better because planner doesn't really capture the dynamic nature or the interactive quality of the work that I do. And I'm sure many of you do as well. So as my friend Rosanna Gill explores on her podcast, Breaking Labels, which you really should listen to if you love podcasts. She has a great, really diverse set of guests who all talk about how they overcame definitions and expectations to really be who they were meant to be. And as she talks about with that term, breaking labels, sometimes labels are our security blanket because they're a persona that we can adopt and that we know the world will see a certain way, but we can outgrow them. We can evolve past them. And then we keep limiting ourselves when we slap that label on ourselves. So we all know our profession, our world is going under great, great change in the last few years. It's really a rebirth, a total reworking of our consciousness. And in times of uncertainty, there's always fear. And that's certainly what we see everywhere as well, whether it's the microcosm of your family or friend circle or what's going on in your company or your city all the way to global events. There's anger, there's fear. And anger really is, as we've talked about on this program many times before, a more aggressive manifestation of fear. And what we really need to do instead is to tap into the love, the opposite of fear. Move into an energy that focuses on healing, which as architects, we are playing a role in healing. We absolutely are space shamans, bringing health, bringing nurturing through our spaces, bringing abundance, and a mindset that everything really is possible because that's true. Because the other choice, which we see played out, which exhausts and depletes us, even if we're not the instigators of it. You know, we spent a lot of time in recent episodes on being a leader and the issues of bullying and all of this. And you don't have to be the instigator. But when you respond, you are fueling the process of drama, of mind games, and of getting your energy from the chaos because now you're scheming, plotting, talking about, you know, gossiping, whatever it is, because you're embroiled in this drama. And we don't want to get our energy from negative sources like that. Instead, we want to work to find the balance between having healthy, strong boundaries that we can hold versus taking change-making action. Because the danger of boundaries is you can rightfully so say, not my circus, not my monkeys, when someone is manufacturing drama and creating trauma. But boundaries can make you aloof and not step in when you need to. And if we're doing mission-driven work, we can never say, well, that doesn't concern me. We have to step in, we have to take a stand, we have to be advocates. So we need to find that balance. We need to find the balance between 
making plans, figuring things out, and having the freedom to change them, which is where this idea that I'm not a medical planner, I'm a discoverer comes from, right? Understanding the difference. And finally, this is probably the hardest part, but we have to break through the dogma. And the dogma is what we accept as truth when maybe it was true at one time, maybe it was never true, but it may not be the truth for us today. So if we're going to question the premise of expectations, if we're going to question the premise of what we are quote unquote supposed to be doing, if we're going to break the labels, we can't look to a playbook because the playbook will always be rooted in the old dogma. Instead, we have to tap into our own intuition, which is scary because there is no one to validate that. And that's what we seek. That's what we crave many times. But to do that, to really tap into our intuition, to get those hits, like I am a space shaman, to get that hit that I am a discoverer, and so many others that I get, and they come more and more often, the more attuned you are to receiving them. You have to let go of your fear, of your worry, and live in the now moment. And it's a process. Believe me, my favorite thing to do is to be 10 steps ahead planning the strategy, but that's not how you are attuned to the moment, to the change that's happening in the now, and the shifting and the accommodating that are important to solve the right problem, not the problem you thought you were solving yesterday or last year. And that is a real challenge for us as architects because a project can take a long time and a design phase is only so long and design phases are compartmentalized. So the big idea that anything is possible phase is a very short part of the entire design phase. Much of that design phase is developing and amplifying that first spark, that first thought. And then for an even longer time, the project is under construction. So how do we do that? How do we pivot to constant change when we're actually designing an artifact of the past by the time it gets built. I think we do that by being much more attuned to who we are serving with that particular project, to taking a deeper understanding of their needs versus what they're telling you they want, and to really respond so that this design does reflect not just who they are, but who they are becoming so that it has the adaptability and the flexibility built in to really make it something that can shine over time and be that supportive environment. While that can be challenging, it is so important that we stay positive, that we don't fight against what we don't want, but instead work to get more of what we do. And the more good you see in the world, the more good you see. 
because you start to see more and more and more of it. In my recent book, Time Builder, I have a whole chapter on how the brain works and how there's a gatekeeper function in our brain that filters out the billions, literally billions of pieces of sensory data that are coming in every single second. And that gatekeeper sets its filters based on what it's been programmed to do. So if your gatekeeper is on autopilot and you haven't consciously reset it in a while, it's just bringing you more and more and more of the same reinforcement of what you set it to. And what does setting mean? Well, let's just say I am thinking about buying a new red car and all of a sudden I see them everywhere. There's not suddenly more red cars in the world. I just told my gatekeeper to pay attention to red cars. So in the same way, you can tell your gatekeeper to pay attention to how humans positively respond and what are the environmental situations that can foster that. You can tell your brain's gatekeeper to be on the lookout for spaces people seem to be happier in or spaces for solitude versus spaces for gathering, spaces that promote learning. And you'll start to see it. You'll start to notice it because you told that filter to look for it. If you haven't got my book yet, please do go. You can purchase it through the website or on Amazon. But if you purchase it through my website as an ebook, you also get a free meditation download that you don't get when you pay the same price on Amazon. So I would love to have you read it and share your thoughts as well as share your thoughts on today's topic about not accepting the playbook and being more intuitively aligned so we can live in a world that is undergoing great change without losing our center and succumbing to the fear and the chaos. Take care. Have a great day. Thanks for being part of this episode of Architecting. If you enjoyed the show, join our community on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn to keep up with what's in the show pipeline, including a behind-the-scenes look at my architecture lifestyle. Feel free to share your content ideas. Love to hear your feedback. You can also visit architectingpodcast.com to download free career content and learn about my classes, book, and coaching programs. Until next time, stay inspired.